What's going on, you freaking animals? Thanks for the click. This is the Intelligently Resigned Show. I am your host, Adrian, podcasting to you from the nether regions of the Intertron. Uh, more specifically, my buddy Rex's house uh, here in beautiful Honolulu, Hawaii. Rex, thanks so much for joining me on the show, man. Really appreciate it. How you doing, buddy? Doing great. Happy to be here. Oh, yeah, that's the spirit. You pumped, buddy? <laughs> no, we've been talking about this for a while. I'm excited. <laughs> Good stuff, man. I'm, I'm glad I caught you on, uh, you know, a Saturday afternoon. I, we stuffed your uh, your daughter in the bath. We'll hear her a little bit. And, uh, guess she's, we, she's probably singing. Yeah. And uh, got your wife to get the hell out of our way for a little while. And so, uh, so I'm stoked, man. Thanks so much, buddy. Thanks for making her go in the other room, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rex, we are normally on a first name basis on the show but with you we call you by your last name so you are rex we've been friends for a couple years now and i, I love your story man I, i've been wanting to have you on for a little while but why don't you give us uh you know a couple of your demographics you know so we can understand kind of uh who and what the rex is um married with children mm -hmm. how long have you been married for five years but uh we were together for four years before that damn so we're it's been a while. <laughs> it feels like. Uh, no comment. <laughs> no, but it's it's great. Married life's ha as happy and healthy. And how old are your kids? Taylor is 12 and Dylan is five, kindergarten and seventh grade. Wowzers. Two girls, huh? Blessed, blessed with two girls. Thank you. <laughs> That's what you're going to call it on record? That's good. That's good. They might listen to this someday. I'll call it blessed. Uh-huh. You'd be stoked to have a little boy, but uh, but you don't want to risk it, right? It's not worth having another girl. Thank you. <laughs> I live with three little girls, and at least one or two of them cry every day. So I'm I'm content with the three that I deal with. And then, what do you do for a living, Rex? You're you're a blue collar guy. You know, I could I consider you kind of like a blue collar guy all around. You know, uh, I'm blue collar, but I'm also on the computer hours a day. I've got invoices and proposals and. You run your own company. Yeah, right? I run my own drywall construction company. Nice. Um, my wife helps when she can, but she's busy with her work. But I mostly do everything myself. Well, this last year we cranked. I've got more 1099s that I want to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> Good shit, man. Good for you. Yeah. So, Rex, tell us a little bit about where you're from and, uh, you know, where you grew up and how you liked it at the time. Uh, I was born in Provo, Utah. My parents had already moved back to California. They went to BYU. And they'd moved to California, but their insurance would only cover my birth if they did it in Provo. So they drove to Provo, and I was born in Provo, and then they drove back to California. No shit. Yeah. That's smart. That's just good economics right there. Yeah. Hey, it's, it's they were cheap for broke college students. Yeah. You know? And From Southern California? Yeah, Orange County, Anaheim Hills area. My high school's in Anaheim uh, next to Disneyland. Uh -huh. How many siblings do you have? Uh, one brother and two sisters. Where are you in the rankings? I'm second, second oldest. I have an older sister. Uh -huh. She's married to a physical therapist. They've got three adopted crack babies. No shit. Yeah, they adopted them when they were crack babies, but now they're, you know, I think one is seven, <laughs> one is five. And you see, they got two brothers. Um, two brothers, but with different dads. No shit. Yeah. And then they just finally adopted one more little baby girl. They finally got a girl. A crack baby? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. yeah. That's fucking badass. They were all, all of them were, <laughs> were high when they came out. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Totally. And it was in their systems for sure. And then they go through withdrawals. Oh, totally. The yeah. one kid, the sickest one, the mom, 
I don't know if she was a hooker or what, but she would dump the kid off with her her mom, the grandma, and the mom sat in the house all day and smoked cigarettes with the windows shut and would only feed this kid whole milk. And so the kid has too many calories and he's blown up like the Michelin man and he's got emphysema oh at like at like one and a half. No. And that's when my sister got him. And the, my sister went from foster parents to adoptive parents within a year, I think. No shit. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty admirable. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's funny to me. You know, my big sister, she was bitter when uh, when I was pregnant with Taylor, my older daughter, because her and her husband were, you know, perfect church-going citizens, and they weren't blessed with fertility for some reason. Oh, no. I, I think it was because they were a little pompous about being church people. And uh, I think it was, you know, maybe a slap in the face, but my sister literally wrote me a letter and asked to adopt my older daughter. No shit. Yeah. And because they couldn't have kids and they were, you know, trying yeah. virgins when they got married, everything, you know. Oh. And yeah, total. Oh. And uh, yeah, for their wedding present, I got them a book on uh, how to have sex. <laughs> True story. <laughs> Literally. And my sister called it porn. It was a how-to book from the library, from Barnes & Noble. Yeah, tell us about like your, <laughs> your family's like religious uh, orientation. Um, they're members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Otherwise known as the Mormon sect. Practicing. Practicing, um, acting. Devout. Devout. Um, active. They call active Mormons. Mm-hmm. And inactive Mormons for the people that walk away uh-huh. happily. They're tithing. They tithe their 10%. Absolutely. They, uh, that's, the they, idea, that's the great idea that Joseph Smith had to bring oh, back it, in full effect. It was you a know? great idea. Well, the, yeah. they, they do a tithing settlement at the end of every year. They actually look at your W-2s nope. yeah. and see how much your gross was and... You have to give 10% of that gross or you don't get, you're not eligible for a temple recommend. No shit. Yeah. So I open up the books on you. Totally. Yeah. I was 10 years old with a paper out and they would ask to see my paper out stubs for the year. Mm -mm. Yeah. To make sure I was a full tithe payer because you only get the big blessings if you're a full tithe player. And as an adult, only you can only go to the temple if you're a full tithe payer and it's bred into you since you're a little kid. You know, you have to go to the temple. So they have you thinking from, the, you know, the time you're a child that you're going to the temple and you ra- are raised paying 10% every time, you know, every month. And so you don't even think about it, but you can't get into that temple if you don't pay 10% of your gross income. Yeah. 100%. So, and you can only go to the top tier of heaven if you get into the temple. Right. So they have you know thinking from the age of whatever you can remember. I know little kids that were saying, "I know this church is true. I know this church is true." You mm-hmm. know, at sacrament meeting, they're four years old and they're telling me they know a church is true. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. It's just uh, brainwashed into the kids, and they don't question it when they're growing up. And so, what was was that the case for you? Like basically, when you were a kid growing up in it, you were very much like, "This is all very true." I didn't have a choice. I, but you know. but do you remember like you full on believed it? I, no no no. I questioned a lot of stuff uh-huh. and I was open about it and you know I wasn't shunned or anything. But at no point do you think? I mean like when you were a conscious kid, no, you know? Like, no 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 no. I, oh right away. I, I believe in reality. You know I I knew there was bullshit. You know of course. There's no question about that. You know I uh-huh. you know it's really that ridiculous and it's unbelievable. I but when yeah. I made varsity. My fre- the end of my freshman year of high school, I was I was all of a sudden on the varsity bus, and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" There's you know, uh-huh. a different life because Mormon kids hang out with Mormon kids, right? They don't they don't you know go out into the 
<laughs> in the general population. Yeah. You know? And your parents did a pretty good job of doing that, having yeah. that the case yeah. for you. Yeah, when I was a kid, I had all Mormon friends. I only hung out with kids that I went to church with. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And so as you were like a teenager and you're going to temple in, in every junior high, and it's not called temple. You only go that's, to the temple. Oh, that's is, right. Is separate. Yeah. You go to the right. regular church building. A, the stake, right? The chapel. Is it, what's the stake? There's a stake center, which is uh -huh. a church, regular church. Yeah. And, uh, which is not what comes to mind, the stake center, unfortunately. You know, it's a lot shittier than it sounds, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it's broken down into wards. Every neighborhood is a ward. And uh -huh. then in the general area. That's not a pleasant one. name for it. Yeah, we were Yorba Linda Fifth Ward. So then uh, you're going as a kid, but and then as like as a teenager, you're you're annoyed that you have to go all the time. Absolutely annoyed. I'd fall asleep. I wouldn't want to go. I, and were your parents like? I would ditch. I would ditch study school. Go sleep in the van. It was ridiculous. <laughs> but how active? How like involved were your parents? One hundred percent. But were, no. But with like trying to keep you in line, was it, it created conflict with you and your parents? No, I kept I kept my. Uh, real life and you know i had to do what they said i had to go to church every sunday morning mm -hmm. you know for three hours or four hours it's four hours sometimes it's over three you know it's Jesus. three three one hour blocks but then there's always before and after time you know and then there's, there's extra meetings after yeah there's Ooh. there's extra stuff is there finally after. is there refreshments afterwards finally uh no oh no and especially not on fast sunday that, oh that was ridiculous oh I'm a 14-year-old boy playing volleyball and soccer, and I can't eat anything on a Sunday. <laughs> it was fucking ridiculous. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> right. You grew up to be quite... You're a man of quite some stature. Uh, give us your measurements really quick. Like, um, how, how tall are you, and what's your cup size? 6'4", uh, 245. Two, yeah. I'm a big kid. You're a big guy. Uh, I played college volleyball, and I... Grew up playing soccer, so I'm thicker. Mm -hmm. um, I used to be skinnier and I could jump, but that time has passed. <laughs> that passed with the married with children stamp. Did you get into like any other kind of like bigger trouble, like as a teenager, or like overall you were a pretty good kid, or what? I was a pretty good kid because I was kind of kept in line by being a church kid, you know. But you know, at scout camp, we definitely burned down a cabin accidentally. <laughs> it's scout in the boy scouts yeah well if you well if the you, mormons if, are big into boy scouts you, all right? the all the boys grow up doing it you kind of yeah it's kind of obligated so i i went all the way i got eagle scout but uh <laughs> um part of that is because my parents uh, wouldn't let me get a driver's license if i didn't and that's pretty much the ex there you go salute buddy <laughs> That's pretty much the extent of it. Like, did you did you ever get arrested? Did you get into drugs as a teenager? Um, no, just weed. I was a good kid, mostly. <laughs> when not, did you first start smoking you know, weed? It's, it's legal in how many states already? <laughs> it's not. I don't really consider that a hard drug. Yeah, but that was a, that would have been a huge deal for your parents to find out. Yeah, they did. My mom, the Mormon rumor mill, had gotten to my parents. Oh, um, some of the Mormon kids in my class talk to their parents and their parents told my parents oh little bastards. that's how they, they they try and keep kids in line that yeah. way they encourage uh i don't know and then but ultimately you you did do your mormon mission trip right yeah yeah i went to a year of college i played volleyball at university of the pacific uh my freshman year and then left that summer for paraguay no shit in the middle of south america yeah and how old were you then 19 
did you enjoy that year of college? Because it's a bummer oh, if you yeah. like love it and then you have to leave. Oh to no, go. I I over enjoyed that year of college. I got terrible grades. And yeah, I partied, How... I partied too hard. I knew I wasn't coming back, so I kind of raged and uh, didn't do well in school. I probably could have started if I wasn't leaving the next year. How old were you when you lost your virginity? Sixteen. Oh no, shit! Really? Yeah. Oh, that's not bad. No, I was. I worked in a Cuban Pete's. It was a Cuban uh, Puerto Rican restaurant close to Disneyland. And uh, <laughs> I hooked up with a, a regular Cuban chick that would come in for that because they had salsa every Saturday night. And I would always work those shifts because it was, though they had a live salsa band every night pretty much. No but shit. Saturday, oh, tight. Saturday night they had dancing. Yeah. And uh, that was a good shift. I made money. But um, <laughs> I hooked up with one of the regulars in uh, my mom's minivan. Dope. Yeah. She was how old? In her probably late 20s. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Dope. Yep. Wait, wait, wait. Did... <laughs> Was she? Did she look like the this type of a, woman? This isn't a freak show. Was her stature <laughs> the type of woman that would, in her late twenties, have sex with a sixteen-year-old? Oh, she was hot for sure. She was hot. Yeah, totally. She was a salsa, by any standard. Cuban salsa dancer. Okay. And I was this naive little fucking sixteen-year-old. Okay. And, uh, and you know, was I was a, I was a white boy that spoke Spanish. So that's how I got the job. Oh, good. good. That's how I got oh, the job. Nice, so. nice. There you go. It was. Uh, it was pretty classic. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. You lasted like eight seconds, right? I did pretty well, actually. Yeah. yeah. Did you use a condom? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So by the time you go on your mission trip, you're officially, like, in your mind at least, you're you're not a believer, right? Well, you're you're raised to be a believer, and so the whole time you're, there's a whole guilt thing about doing what, you know, you're not supposed to, and so there's always this back and forth in your mind, and... Yeah, because as you're doing these things, they're pleasurable to you, but you do feel that, guilty. That I know there's it. nothing wrong with it. You know, there, you know. I oh, know. you did? I know. I know. I knew then that uh -oh. there was nothing wrong with it, but I would feel bad about it. You know, because it's bred into you, into your brain, that you know you're doing the wrong thing. So. No, but then that shows. I think that demonstrates that you do think, or you did at the time think that there was something wrong with it, and that's oh. why you felt bad. Because like same with me, like yeah. when I was. Like when I was hooking up with uh, my girlfriend, I lost my virginity at 15. And after I did, and I was masturbating and stuff, you know. Oh, and, and, and so I felt, I did feel guilty afterwards. But then at the time I was just like, oh, it feels so wrong. But it feels so right. I can't help it. You know, like I was, I was like, oh, it just feels so good. But I know it's bad. Like I, I knew I was, in my mind, I thought I was sinning. So I knew I was doing uh, what God isn't happy about and that he's watching me too, you know. Right. So that sucked. Yeah, so that and, was the and, same and all your dead relatives are watching too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that you used to get rubbed in my face. They could all see you. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Well, if my they grandpa see does not know when I'm rubbing one out. Okay? Right. And he Eat better. Yeah. And he better not be watching me the whole fucking time because then he's a fucking pervert. Exactly. If he sees what's going on and then he keeps watching. And if Jesus is watching me finish, yeah. that's fucked up too. Yeah. That's a pedophile right there. <laughs> I think you're supposed to turn away at a certain point. At a certain point, acknowledge what's going on, yeah. document it, and walk away. Yeah. You sick perverts. Yeah. Feel the disappointment <laughs> and then walk away. Go back to doing whatever you do in heaven. Go up there and tally off pros and cons. Yeah. So you go on your mission trip to uh, to where? To Paraguay? Paraguay. Paraguay. And you speak Spanish. Yep. Dope. Yep. My... And that helped you bang a Cuban chick. That's oh, absolutely. Great. Absolutely. Um, Oh, so then, so then, were you happy to take your your Spanish skills to South America? Um, yeah, well, they definitely. I honed my Spanish skills then. I wasn't totally fluent when I was younger. My dad's yeah. was born in Bolivia, 
Oh, no shit. So I grew up speaking a little bit, and I, you know, oh, you, because went to high school in Anaheim, and I had a lot of Mexican friends. There so you I, go. Yeah. And so, and your parents did their mission, your your dad at the time, your mom didn't yeah, get to, my, but you're, you're like, how many generations are you Mormon? Do you I know? don't know past three or four. But it's know, at least three or four. Yeah, my dad went, my grandpa went for sure. No shit. I think his parents did, so. And that's part of the pressure that you felt because it's this tradition, yeah? Well, yeah, I was I was obligated, you know, even though I didn't want to go. I wanted to stay in college and party, but, you know, at the same time, I wanted to get the fuck out of there and not deal with my parents for two years. That sounded good. And, mm-hmm. and I told them that if it wasn't to a foreign country, I wouldn't go. I wanted to get away. Yeah. You know, I needed to go figure shit out. And and my mission cleared my head about a lot of things. You know, it was... It was Son, o- o- you're going to Dallas. <laughs> no fucking way. My little brother went to D.C. Oh, fuck Are that. you kidding me? <laughs> a white 6'3", you know, kid. Mormon, good Mormon boy. He's a nice boy. Goes to D.C. to try and convert crackheads to the church. It's unbelievable, the Mormon church, what they try and do. <laughs> They've got some balls. I'll give them that. Yeah. <laughs> How do you? Uh, how do they decide where you're gonna go? The, do, somebody oh, just tells you. Oh no no no! That's that comes directly from God. Oh. He tells the prophet and the twelve apostles where you should go. Oh, that's convenient. And, and they least. and they send it down the the chain of command, and it comes to your stake president, and he tells you where you're going. At least you know it's coming from good authority. Well, yeah, it was it was coming from God. Yeah, yeah. Even perfect. though even though I told my bishop I wasn't going if it was if it wasn't foreign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I tell my bishop, uh, I'm not going unless it's out of the country. Yeah. And, of course, I get out of the country. So I kind of knew I was going to bail, you know. Uh What a great coincidence. Yeah, well, you know, they knew I was kind of on the top of the fence that I could go either way, you know. And so you go, and then what? What are your thoughts as you're you're going through it? Uh, It it was a great experience. You know, I, I helped a lot of people. I stopped a bunch of Indians from banging their relatives. You know, I helped a whole tribe of people stop fucking their... Direct relatives. How did you do that? Well, you, you know, you just tell them that it's wrong, you, you know, and they're totally Catholic down there. They're even uh-huh. though they're even though they're Indians, they've been uh-huh. you know brainwashed Catholic. The Catholics got there first, and yeah, they totally got there first. Spain got there first, yeah. And so, you know, even though they still believed in some of their Indian religious crap, they uh, they took on the Catholic crap too. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's always a mix of things. Like anytime, and, yeah, you know, all very, the... very, very pagan too. Yeah. They fucking hoisted statues and carried it down the street, chanting. That's total paganism. Yeah, you know, and it was, it was, it was a different experience. But this must have blown your mind when you see all this, no? Absolutely. You know, I was born, I was raised in Orange yeah. County, California. Yeah, and we weren't, you know, rich growing up. We were the poor kids in Orange County, but I didn't live like that ever. It was pretty gnarly. You shit in a hole in the ground. You teach Indians not to bang their family members. I got a few people off of drugs. I, I, w- I was there to do a good job. I did a good job, but I partied also. We, oh, no we, we bailed Argentina. We, we went to Brazil a bunch. Who's we? Me and a couple of the other missionaries that had balls. Yeah. Yeah, that weren't, you know, by the book people. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, we went piranha fishing. It's pretty common. In then, the Paraná yeah. River. Uh, it's not too common. Uh-huh. Mormon kids are trained to, to tell on each other, so. Yeah. There, there was a lot of chirping, and I got a lot of interviews. And Were you really almost to Bolivia? <laughs> no, we weren't almost to Bolivia. The pictures or something got out, and the president got told that we had crossed the boundaries and gone alligator hunting. And it was it, it was pretty funny to get, you know, <laughs> he called us in because we went alligator hunting. He called me in because we uh, went to the U2 concert in Argentina. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> we were, uh, we had a good group of uh, bad guys. 
Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then that's for two years. Yeah, it was two years. And then meanwhile, on the day to day, you have to like you're doing like public service stuff, but you're, you're still going like door to door. You're doing public service. You're doing door to door. You're helping out. You're helping out current, you know, members of the church that need help or you oh, know, uh-huh, uh-huh. making somebody that's sick food or going over there cleaning their yard or you know, you, huh. you have to do a lot of that. There's a certain amount of hours that you have to spend just in, like in service because mm-hmm. the whole mission is you know volunteer service. So. A lot of the time is do, done doing that, but you're always trying to find out members' friends that are interested in the church so you can go talk to them. They trained you to, you know, to use a reference instead of going door to door because a reference is more likely to, you know, right. get a conviction, not a conviction, but, <laughs> but a baptism. <laughs> they have it all down. They have all the stats down, you know, how many members actually, you know, turn or how many random people off the street turn versus a, you know, a friend of a member. Yeah, you know it's it's all referral business. Oh, know. I can imagine the whole database. It's a referral business, like like yeah. anything, like car sales. You know, it's all sales. Yeah, get in now. Oh, you can't go to the top tier heaven unless you go to the temple. Oh, how do you get to the temple? Oh, well, you got to pay tithing. Mm. Okay, so we got to pay tithing to your church to go to the top tier of heaven, the top tier of your heaven. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let's get this straight. <laughs> I was ten years old, paper boy. And they're shaking me down for fucking tithing. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? But the kids are raised that way. Oh, you got to show your W-2s at the end of the year. Go in. It's called tithing settlement. And you meet with the bishop of your ward. And he goes through your taxes to make sure you're 100% so you can get your temple recommend. Yeah. And then and only then can you go to heaven. Yeah. It says here, Rex. It's fucking horseshit. Yeah. (laughs) It says here, Rex. Uh... You got in a little extension to your route uh, this year. <laughs> totally. Uh, did that come with any extra compensation that you're not no. noting here? Oh, oh, that's that's funny. I, that did, did you get any tips? Rex, no, that did that, get, that did uh... get asked. That did get asked, and I said no, no, just paper route. And my mom brought up the fact that I had mowed a couple of the neighbor's lawns. <laughs> I'm not kidding. She's like, oh, what about mowing lawns, Ryan? And I'm like, I'm fucking ten years old, mom. Yeah. This candy money is not going to the church. <laughs> most of my money back that went to candy because my parents would not buy us any any sugar right and then like do you know like what was your success rate for like baptizing people uh i baptized 111 people are you serious yeah in two years that's a lot it was a lot yeah we um we focused on men because in the church men can hold the priesthood and they're the important ones and families, if you can marry, if you can, mm. if you could baptize a, a man married to another woman, you got so, so many points. And uh, I, I was good at it. I, I spoke the language and I learned the Indian language. Oh. And uh, I was good and I helped out people and they could see that I was there earnestly trying to help. And Yeah, but you weren't, well, you were there earnestly and that you were trying to help, but you weren't there like actually like at the, when the, at the we were point. Def- we were definitely teaching them. The Ten Commandments and church doctrine, and, yeah. and getting them to the point of baptism. You can't just baptize random no. Indians. You know, <laughs> they have to qualify. You, they have to know the you know the Ten Commandments. They have to know you know certain criteria, or you can't baptize them. Uh-huh. A lot of people got busted baptizing people like that for fun. Just and to just to bring just up their to, stats. just to bring up their numbers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that absolutely happened. They were faking features, which are uh, it's a pa- baptism paperwork to get their numbers up to get promoted to become a zone leader or assistant to the president because some zone leaders and some assistants of presidents get a car. I'm not <laughs> no joking. A, a car and a better place to live. So if you're out in the boondocks, 
hey, why not boost the numbers? Yeah. You know, I want to get out of this place. Yeah. I'll boost the numbers and they'll move me somewhere else where I could boost the numbers. And, you know, it's it's all a numbers game. That's fucking it's, hilarious. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And the guy that got busted faking the features just jumped ship, gets on a bus and goes to, back to Argentina, just jumped out of the mission. Just, no just took off. He knew he was going to be ruined or get sent home for doing what he did. Yeah. And uh, he took off. He just got on a bus and took off to Argentina. Never came back. He didn't even go to get his his shit out of his out of his bunk. Yeah, but, so like since you were on a watch list, kind of you know, like with your behavior, I was or whatever. on a watch list, but I produced. I I, I made uh-huh. you know, I had numbers. Uh-huh. I was good at it. You know, I helped people out. People did what I told them to do. <laughs> They're willing to overlook a lot if you've got some good stats. <laughs> well, that doesn't do with stats, but I'm a people person. You know. Yeah. I'm meaner in my no, older but for age, them. But yeah, for them, yeah. I you know I was there to help people. I wasn't there to do anybody harm. You know, I I wasn't definitely wasn't trying to brainwash people, but teaching people the Ten Commandments and stopping them from doing drugs and banging yeah. banging their family members, I did more good than harm. You yeah, know? but then as you're like teaching them about Joseph Smith and what Joseph Smith taught, they like... were they were into the angel shit. Yeah, they were they're all pagan Catholic uh-huh. people, uh-huh. and they were totally into the visions and the uh-huh. oh what you got yeah. golden plates hell yeah yeah you know they were fucking stoked on the story yeah you know a lot of them a lot of them were stoked just to have you know an American to talk to a lot of them were just you know I don't know no shit yeah and the church works it oh yeah you know you're told to pray on the poor and the meek and you know because those are the people that turn to God oh yeah those are the people that need church's help basically yeah so you know. And so when you're telling them about the angels and shit, like you're, you know that it's all bullshit, but you still kind of have to run through the motions. And then you see them like embracing it. And you're like, all right. It's it's storytelling, you know, like I I tell a story to my kids. Yeah. But except you were, it's exciting. It's exciting. Except you were teaching it to them as truth. Like this really happened. That was the truth I was taught. Yeah. you (laughs) You weren't conflicted when you were teaching them about these parts. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we were charging. We were going piranha fishing and alligator hunting, and going to Argentina. Definitely drinking wine. Definitely drinking beer. You know, I didn't bang any chicks when I was down there, but I got close. I and there were other guys that did bang chicks. Oh no shit. Yeah. Oh, good for them. Guys, guys would get sent home if they got caught banging. That's what you got to do to get sent home, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Or if you're doing drugs, if you get caught smoking weed, if you're you, going if home. If you get right? caught drinking or smoking weed or banging chicks, you're gone. Yeah. Yeah. Or faking faking baptisms uh-huh. for for to boost your numbers to uh-huh. to gain respect in the in the president's eyes. If they catch you masturbating, they're probably willing to overlook jerking, that. Jerking jerking right? off. Yeah, you got to you know pray for forgiveness and they kind of understand. You're 19 years old. As fertile as it gets, you're waking up with a boner. You're supposed to not get rid of it? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, good luck with that. I think it's funny that they send 19-year-old boys for two years and uh-huh. say no touching women. If that's not fucked up, I don't know what is. Yeah. And don't be gay with each other. Yeah. And don't bang when, you're with each, with you, when you can't leave each other's side. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah. If anything, they could consider it the same way, like, when you're in prison and you do gay shit, you know, like that's not really gay. That's prison gay, you know. Like when you get to the outside, you know, like you're no, I'm not of that. gay. You, you've, you've convinced yourself of that just because you might go to prison. Look, someday. I served some hard time, bro. If you do things that you got to do to stay alive, all right. It's like you know, this is two dudes, two 19 year olds out in the wilderness, you know, like in the fucking south american jungle yeah. and it was gnarly jungle yeah if you sit next to each other and you you cover your eyes with one hand and then you go at your neighbor with the other hand you know 
That's that's just camping. No, but it wasn't all fun and games. We we had a lot of adversity. That's another thing is the uh, the Mormon Church with their billions of fucking dollars. Yeah, they don't they don't fully fund with you, their right? money machine that yeah. they call tithing. Did did any did you have to get any other kind of supplemental funding from this, or um, does the church pay for all of it? No, no, no. It's it's volunteer. I I paid for some. My parents paid for some, and the church paid for some. What the fuck? Yeah, they can't even pay for this shit. They, they do it for people that want to go that that can't pay for themselves, but you're expect, uh-huh. you're expected to pay for yourself. Uh huh. What the um, fuck? We were we were we were poor, and uh-huh. you know the, I, I I don't know how much what percentage we paid versus what the church paid, but uh huh. But you, your parents still had to pay out of pocket, and it's after, not like no after after tax and tithe pocket. Uh-huh. Remember that. Yeah. You're paying the government the how many percent you're paying, you know, the church whatever percent, and then after that you got to pay out of pocket. Yeah, and it's not like you're living in the best conditions no, either. No, you know? no, like, no, yeah. no. Would running water would be a luxury? You know, the whole country of Southern Paraguay is in between Argentina and Brazil, and it's yeah, it's, it's the Amazon. Yeah, yeah, it's totally. I yeah. definitely went through the Amazon jungle. I went to Iguazu Falls multiple times. We definitely got arrested in Brazil. Um. We were the only white people on the bus, and they boarded the bus and asked to see our passports, and we didn't get them stamped when we came into Brazil, and they held us and definitely shook us down for money. I got a stamp in my passport right here. Oh, no shit. Yeah, from Brazil, <laughs> yeah, from the jail. They, they're like, where, oh, yeah. where are your credit cards? <laughs> totally. Yeah, his... Uh, Policia Federal. Yeah, totally. And it says it says I owe, like I don't know how many numbers of dollars, 300 uh, reales. Jesus. And we got out of there after they stamped us, and we signed, we signed their paperwork, and we got out of the country. And yeah, I, and I never went back. That's awesome. Yeah, your wife uh, busted out your passport that she wanted me to see, and there is a young Rex. How old are you in this picture? Nineteen. That was my first passport. So I, I've talked about on the show before of uh, the Mormon missionaries in my neighborhood that um, <laughs> that I talked to that said they uh, they got my number after I talked to them and wanted to have them on the show, and that they need to just like ask clearance. But I'm pretty certain they are definitely avoiding me now. And I've talked about how I thought they were avoiding me, but now I'm fucking sure. Okay, oh, they're absolutely <laughs> avoiding you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I've mentioned you before that you could probably get a couple Mormons to my house. And what I'm figuring, what I'm imagining is that when you give them my address, they will see that, oh, they have a house of Mormons right in my neighborhood. So like how they'll, convenient. They'll send them to your house unknowingly. Yeah. And then you'll open the door and they'll go, oh, shit. We're out of here. Retreat, retreat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to open the door and be like, oh, I'm going to be super happy. It'll be the exact like, opposite. Oh, what a joyous occasion. Yeah. <laughs> Please enter, brethren. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it'll be the exact opposite that happens every time they go to every other door. Yeah. Where the look on my face. face. Yeah, where the look on my face is joyous. And then they go, oh, no. And I'm going to be like, it's got a trap. You. Yeah. It's a trap. <laughs> got you, motherfuckers. We Come on in. It. We got to do it. Yeah. No, Come they, on in, they buddies. They have to go there if yeah. there's a referral. Okay, so call call your family or call no, somebody. No, no, no. Call I'll just call the Kahala Chapel. The local. I'll yeah, call the Kahala yeah, Chapel yeah, and yeah, say, yeah. hey, my friend's interested. Yeah. I'm a member. My friend's interested. Here's his address. Uh-huh. Here's his name. Do, okay. they, do they know your name? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, yes, yes. They know my first name. So, I'll send them to my wife. Yeah, Caitlin. Yeah. <laughs> Caitlin and her husband are interested in... in uh, <laughs> having a conversation. Just having a mild conversation about, about Jesus and Jesus' love. Yeah, so that's what I envision, man. That would, that would be fucking great. Their jaws drop 
and my face lights up. <laughs> you gotta have that on camera. You gotta have I a know. GoPro. Yeah, have a GoPro. <laughs> on <laughs> Great. Oh, you have to GoPro that shit. So from now on, I'm gonna walk around the house at all times with a no, GoPro just on have my Have it right next to the door. Yeah. You know they're gonna come to that side door. Mm-hmm. All right, buddy. Salute. <laughs> And Rex, let's talk about uh, basically like kind of like how religious your family is. And what, what I think it speaks to is uh, is how harmful religion can be, where anytime you have a religion where you are such an adherent to it that it causes you to uh, sacrifice uh, or to belittle or to put on the back burner your relationship with your very own family, you know? Uh, anytime I think you have your religious beliefs affecting your family relationships, that's an example of where I think religion is harmful, uh, not only to individuals, but to society as a whole. Uh, so tell us a little bit about the last couple weddings uh, that you went to in L.A. from Hawaii. Uh, to was it like your sister's weddings or something like that? My little sister and my little brother uh-huh. both got married and active, practicing, pray every day. Mm-hmm. Go to church every Sunday for four hours. That kind of Mormon. Mm-hmm. They might even hold responsibilities. I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you're active, you have to hold some kind of responsibility to keep you active. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of like a retention program mm-hmm. that the church puts on to keep people from realizing reality and walking away. Mm-hmm. Having any time to think too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Try and uh, actually go to a science class and <laughs> believe in science. <laughs> They don't want the science books to open. Oh, no. (laughs) So, of course, both my brother and sister are getting a temple marriage because that's the only way that you can be sealed to your companion for eternity. (laughs) Celestially sealed. (laughs) Celestially sealed. Awesome. In the celestial kingdom for eternity. One lifetime. (laughs) Dude, could you imagine? One lifetime is not enough to be with your wife. (laughs) Wives. Yeah, exactly. Except for them. They are not fundamentalist LDS, right? Anyway, uh, yeah. Could you imagine <laughs> You imagine if after the sweet release of death, you have to then spend eternity with your wife, dude? Serious. You... <laughs> the sweet relief. <laughs> no, the funny thing is that they, the, you know, the, the Mormons now try and deflate the fact that Joseph Smith had a plural wives. It was, right. that was completely part of the doctrine and, and all the stories Absolutely. and all the, it's been whitewashed completely yeah. by the church. Oh, totally. I don't know. Oh yeah. And it's and, bullshit. And, That's why the and they F- were banging 14 year olds. Yeah. They're banging 14. Yeah. 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 You want to, you know, you want another wife banging adult, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so your siblings get married in the temple and, and the only people that are allowed to enter the temple, you gotta have a temple recommend. Uh huh. Have to. You, you can't. You can't get in. Yeah, it's not like a Catholic cathedral in Europe or something where no. you can just walk in no, and no, look no. around. It's a temple. And stuff. There, yeah. There's a security guard at the front. There's an ID check. You got to have your temple recommend and your ID present. Yeah, <laughs> and nope. your credit card handy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. That's my Costco card. Sorry. Here you go. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. So, so you fly out to L.A. So to go we, to your pay, younger siblings. Pay, yeah. yeah. To go to my little sister's wedding and my little brother's wedding. And for us, for everybody to go to California, it's two grand in just airfare, you know? So we're dropping money to go to these things. And of course, we're going to go. It's my little brother and sister, but we're going there. We're getting all dressed up. I'm, you know, one of my brother's groomsmen, everything. But we can't go in the, we can't go in the temple. You know, we can't see the actual wedding. So we're dropping all this money, coming out to take fucking pictures. And we can't even, I can't even see my brother get married. Same with my sister's wedding. 
they did, it was the same thing. And the funny thing is, my sister, my older sister, asked me to watch her crack babies while they go inside to watch the wedding. <laughs> so me and Kristen are outside the fucking temple, not allowed to go in to see my sibling get married. And my sister <laughs> wants me to fucking babysit her crack baby kids while she's inside watching the wedding that we paid to come to. <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah, so your sister's like, Oh, that's a bummer. You can't go in, you know? Absolutely. Uh, what are we well, going to do with our crack babies? You know, I mean, <laughs> since you're not going in, uh, you might as well watch our kids, no? So you got asked to fly a couple th- across the Pacific Ocean. To babysit, to, ba- <laughs> to go to a wedding that we couldn't see and babysit my sister's um, kids that are addicted to crack. <laughs> You've seen an adult on crack. Think about a kid addicted to crack. Yeah, she's got four of them. Not one crack baby. Damn. She adopted four of them. Wow. Yeah. That's hardcore. But we played it off. We said we weren't going to get there in time. Played it off. We didn't do it. That's great. Yeah, no, I wasn't going to succumb to that bullshit. Yeah. Oh, they can't get into the temple. They're not going to They're not going to heaven. Let's let them watch our kids. Yeah. That's bullshit. At least they can babysit for us that's before the, they burn in hell for that's eternity. That's the same fucking sister that tried to adopt Taylor. When she found out I was having a kid out of wedlock, uh-huh. and she had been so pious and <laughs> and uh, baby worthy, going to church every Sunday and paying fucking tithing, that she was bitter. Yeah, so she was a little resentful that you were so easily absolutely, able to absolutely knock resentful. up a chick on accident. Oh, yeah, it was definitely on accident. That was that was an accident. You were in college, right? Your in first college, drinking all the time. Jesus, dude. Yeah, yeah. And you were too drunk to pull out, or what? I don't know. I don't know. Ah, oh, you monkey. You didn't do that in college? Pull out? I've, I pulled out. I, of course. I didn't wear a condom every time, but I pulled out. Well, well even uh, if you pull out, it doesn't mean shit. I don't know. We were trying to, we were as safe as possible. Neither of us were serious, and then it got serious. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Really quick. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I've, I've actually been to the Mormon temple in Hawaii on the north shore of Oahu. Uh, this is a Mormon town. This is a dry town. They they don't sell alcohol at the grocery store there. Totally. My uh, my cousin just finished his uh, two-year tenure at BYU-Hawaii. He lived in Laie for the last two or three years, I think. Oh, no shit. Yeah, and he's now moved on to the real BYU in Provo doing some accounting stuff, I guess. Awesome. I'm sure it's a real fucking party. Um, <laughs> yeah, accounting in Provo. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> So I found out that the Mormon temple was going to have an open house. And so I was like, well, I'm not going to fucking miss this. So I rounded up a couple of my friends and uh, we went just to inquire. You know, of course, I'm not going to fucking cause a scene. You know, like I'm sure that's of what course some you people wouldn't cause a scene. Yeah. See, I'm sure that's what some people <laughs> might think I'm going to fucking do. But I, I'm way too timid and You're I'm, respectful. I'm a pussy and I'm very respectful. Uh, I just want to go learn something, you know, and get to go somewhere where I'm not usually allowed to enter. And so before you go in, you have to put on those like uh, those little booties around your feet yep. uh, to make sure not to track in, you know, any uh, earthly dirt uh, well, into well, the most sacred of, place. I think most of the carpet inside is white. So, yes, yes. They, if they're doing open houses, I've, I've had to wear booties in open houses before. Yeah. That, and it's funny because I was. Yeah. And it was funny because I was wearing slippers, you know, or uh, flip flops. Uh, so I got those, <laughs> that is funny. those things around my flip flops, you know. And anyway, what's funny is that the first room that you enter in is a locker room. Before you go into anywhere else, you have to go through the locker room to change out of your street clothes. Oh, yeah. You got to get into temple gear. Into your temple garments. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's funny because you walk through a, a Well, a you, thing. you're supposed to be wearing garments already. Yeah. Regular well, under, garments. Under your regular under clothes. Under your regular clothes. Yeah. yeah. 
And then you go in there and you got special special temple wear. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then uh, like I just picture Mitt Romney wearing his like temple garments. Totally. Right? And then uh, and when you walk through, what's funny is this place is a big it's a it's a large structure. It's not huge. And so when I pictured walking into it, I pictured uh, to a lesser degree, though, but um, like when you walk into a big cathedral, a Catholic cathedral from like the Baroque or the fucking Gothic era, you know, and it's just like this super big, long, impressive, yeah. beautifully huge, artful. Yeah. And like that, I can really appreciate, you know, just the architecture, you know, and, and just the, the sense of awe that you get when you walk well, into these places. It's fucking awesome. Well, you back know? then the church ran the world. So they yeah. had the best architects. They had all the money in the world. Funding. Yeah. They had the funding for the art. They had oh, the for funding sure. for the real architects. Yeah. And, and they made them beautiful. And it's something that's impressive to this day, you know, to a fucking Absolutely. atheist, you know, Absolutely. walking in and it's, yeah. it's great. Meanwhile, you walk into this fucking place and it's like a maze of hallways and small rooms and shit. And it's all barren. It's yeah. all white walls, yeah. white ceilings. But there fluorescent are... lighting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fluorescent lighting in God's temple. Yeah, yeah. And the art on the wall is pictures of Jesus and his disciples and shit. And it's no joke that he's portrayed as a white dude. Oh, he's definitely a white dude. All of them. Everybody, <laughs> apparently, everybody in the Middle East. Even though he was a Middle Eastern Jew. Yeah. It turns out they're actually a lot lighter than we thought they were. Yeah. Those or Middle maybe, Eastern Jews. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe they just darkened up in the last couple thousand years, you know? And then it's also just a bunch of rooms. Well, he did work inside. He's a carpenter. That's building, true. Building cabinets. You met a fucking Jewish carpenter, bro? <laughs> yeah. I didn't think so. Anyway, um... So he, so you walk in through this maze, well, and that's it's all why, that's why, that's why he changed careers. Yeah. <laughs> this is, oy vey. <laughs> he says, he said fe to this carpentry shit. You know, his family looked down on the whole carpentry profession, even yeah. though, even though Joseph, yeah. his father, was You're a carpenter. You're gonna do carpentry? Why don't you settle down and get married? Become a prophet. Look at your fingernails. Fe. Uh, so then um, th- I walked into one of the rooms where they do the celestial ceiling, the marriages. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they, they, it's just two like places where you can kneel facing each other. It's a small room. Yeah. And but for the, one of the first rooms that you walk into is like, um, this one is a little ornate because it's a bunch of white marble. And there's the big, uh, the baptismal pool. And it's built upon uh, 12 oxen representing the 12 tribes of Israel. And there's a, it's funny because there's a computer screen right next to it. Oh, where yeah. they're, you know they're what that computer through. screen's for, right? It's to look up the baptisms like, for the dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, they do have somebody that is in place. It represents that dead person. It's a, it's a live person representing the dead human that they're baptizing. Yeah, you want me to explain that? No, I know it's part of the doctrine, the Mormon doctrine well, yeah. that you can we, baptize. We used yeah. to have to go to the LA Temple on Saturdays and do baptisms for the dead. Are you serious? 100%. And I would just go because I knew that we were going to, uh, what's that fucking place? They have chili burgers. Uh, it's in LA. You should know it. It's a burger place. Um, Tommy's. Tommy's. They have the fucking Grand Slam. You yeah. got to eat a chili dog, a chili burger, a chili double, and there's something else. There's four things. Remember? But the only reason I would go is because the church would pay for us to go to Tommy's afterwards. Oh, there's it. Yeah. <laughs> I love Tommy's. Yeah, so it's like two hours of getting dunked in a pool, and then you get to go to Tommy's and eat until you can't eat anymore. Shut the fuck up! You At, did that? One hundred percent. How I, many dead people did you baptize? Multiple, because you're the, you do. I think you do fifty or sixty people every yeah. time you go. So you're standing there, and they read off. They say the name that's on the screen of somebody yeah. that's dead. Yeah. And they they well they give the baptismal speech, and then they dunk you and bring you up. 
Yeah. And then they flip down to the next dead person. Yeah. And then they read that again, and then they dunk you again. <laughs> Multiple over, over and over and over and over. They, they get as many dead people baptized as you can handle. <laughs> and then you go to Tommy's and get fat eating chili burgers. It's like when a porn chick does a gangbang, you know? Like she has to... <laughs> She has to take it hard for a couple minutes, but then she takes a couple breaks, you know? Yeah, they're drugged up, so they don't feel it. Oh, my God. Dude, yeah. that is awesome. You've done that? Uh, totally. I Was did there that. like... I've done it at least 20, 30 times. They do it once a month on a Saturday, and all, oh. and all the youth are required to go, you know, ages, oh ages, my God. ages 14 to 18. And the Mormon church had to be told by the Jews to stop baptizing... The Holocaust uh, Jews. People that got totally. uh, killed in the Holocaust. They're trying to baptize Holocaust Jews? Are you kidding me? That's just disrespect. Well, look. That's a complete lack of respect. Well, look. Are you kidding me? Look, this the, what they say is that it doesn't force the dead person to automatically no. We're become, just giving them the opportunity. Uh -huh. Right, because if <laughs> you're a Jew, Holocaust Jews want to yeah, change religion yeah, to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not in heaven, they would be in hell. They're in hell if they died from the in the Holocaust and they were Jewish. They didn't denounce their religion getting melted. Right. You think they're going to change to yeah. the Mormon religion while they're up there? No, no. Wait a second. <laughs> no, no. Of course they would change to the Mormon religion because they're not in heaven. They're in hell. Oh, well, no. They're so in... imagine if you're a Jew who died in the Holocaust and then you you suddenly get pulled out of hell, you know, pulled out of the matrix. And then, you know, somebody's there and they give you the choice and they say, Oh, hey, lucky you. It uh, turns out this Come little... on down. Yeah. <laughs> this fucking white kid from Orange County yeah. was baptized in your name. And so now you are given the choice. You are you now have, given the choice. You have the lucky opportunity. Aha. Uh -huh. So, <laughs> yeah. So you can either A, return back to eternal hellfire and burn forever, or you get to go up to Mormon heaven. Which would you like, Jew? They got delis up there. <laughs> Everything's kosher. It's ridiculous. So, of course, I would choose to go up to heaven. It's ridiculous. How can you really baptize somebody that's dead? Well, yeah. As in, that's, that was can't? just a question. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. And I would go just to go to Tommy's. That's fucking We would hilarious. whack Tommy's. They have a plaque in my church for the people that finished the Grand Slam. <laughs> You had to eat all four, and if you ate all four, you got your name on a plaque That's in awesome. the church. And that was kind of the motivation to get the young guys to go. Yeah. Because 14-year-old 14, 14 guys on Saturday, yeah. oh, really, we're going to go to the temple in L.A.? Yeah. So uh, when you think about it, not only is the Mormon church baptizing dead Jews from the Holocaust and all kinds of other people. Everyone. Yeah. Um, everyone in the history of death. That's why they're really— That they can get records for uh -huh. that has died That's... that they haven't already baptized. Yeah. They will baptize. That's why they're really big into genealogy records. Uh, so not only are they doing that, but the people that they are getting to do that are 15 and 14-year-old boys who are hungry for Tommy. Well, it was, it was girls, too. It wasn't just us. Oh, they, they do let girls do totally. it, too. Oh, good, Absolutely. good, good. Absolutely. Um, okay, so, so, so we get there. We get to the locker rooms, and we got to change into this total white outfit because you can only get baptized if you're wearing something white. I'm sure... <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure Jesus was wearing a sparkling white robe when, when, when what's his name? John the Baptist dumps him uh -huh. in the fucking Jordan River, which yeah. is almost black tar. Yeah, <laughs> and he's walking around on dirt roads. Yeah, fucking... when he's walking around in Haracha sandals and the dirt roads. Yeah. Okay. So then, uh, all of the other th there was no natural light in all of these places. The only place in the temple 
that had natural light. It's the entryway, right? No, the room up top. So the oh. very top room, the pinnacle of the tour, is when you get to go up to the celestial room. And that's the room that well, that's where God walks. Yeah. When God comes, that's where he chills. Yeah. That's his room. That's his wait. It's like a waiting room. Yeah. And that's the room that you go to that resembles most what it's going to be like when you're sitting, chilling in heaven with Jesus in like a waiting room, getting to talk to him about, you know, anything and ask him all kinds of questions and shit. Yeah. <laughs> like Jesus is going to be sitting in a strip club with Mary Magdalene and a bunch of other hookers. <laughs> Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, I look down at my feet and there's like stains on the carpet. I'm like, is this fucking heaven? Are you kidding me? That's why they make you wear the slippers. Yeah. And uh, I was trying so hard to fart in the room while they were like in the moment of silence, but I I couldn't do it. That's why we went to Tommy's and ate chili burgers (laughs) after. (laughs) That was that was the bonus after. We could be getting baptized and lighting up Tommy's farts in the baptismal font. (laughs) Yeah, otherwise you would have bubbles in the baptismal font. Yeah. In the fart, b- b- fart bubbles in the baptismal font. <laughs> I left there with more questions than I did when I walked into there, you yeah. know? It was fucking fascinating. Yeah. And now I can't go back in there, you know? Like, I have to wait for the next open house. Yeah, I, I the first time I went, you had, I had to go before uh, I went on the mission, and I... I was kind of hungover because the night before I had raged and I got yelled at in the morning because we were supposed to leave earlier and I didn't want to get up yet. But I knew I was going to the temple the next day and after that I wasn't going to drink for two years. <laughs> so kind of went out the night before. But anyway, I get in there and uh, I'm trying to understand everything. This is the first time I've ever been there. And I'm supposed, I'm of the understanding, you know, of the belief I've been brainwashed to know, think that all this is normal. It's all cool. It's all okay. This is how it goes. I get in there and they fucking, you got to put on a little uh, like burger joint hairpiece and you put on a little vest and uh, a skirt and there's, if you, if you, if you want to know what it looks like, go, go on the internet and look at uh, masonry temple clothes there. Mm-hmm. They copied Freemasons because Joseph Smith, Smith was a Freemason and that's where he got all the, some of the ritual ideas, mm-hmm. all the handshakes, all the, mm-hmm. all the special, sh- all the secret shit that nobody's supposed to talk about all came from Freemasonry. Anyway, I was standing in this garb and I'm looking at myself going, are you kidding me? What the fuck? And they make you promise God that you'll never bang anybody ever except for your wife. They make you promise God a bunch of things. Uh, What's the word? They call it a covenant. It's not just a promise. It's a covenant. It's kind of ridiculous. And I'm 19, you know, questioning this whole fucking thing. I'm supposed to go to South America for two years and be broke missionary. But I was excited to go. And it was a good experience. Yeah, it sounds like a definite, like, growing experience. It was definitely sure. a growing experience. It and then at that time, too, at that age. Yeah, I was 19. I was yeah. in killer shape. We, it was fun. It was a good trip. Yeah, most kids get to go to backpack around Europe um, yeah. <laughs> for a little while. I, <laughs> I went to the middle of South American jungle and tried to teach Indians not to bang their family members. It was unbelievable. That's awesome, Rex. Well, dude, it sounds like you uh, you made it safely onto the other side, man. <laughs> yes, I live in reality. I congratulate you. Well, what about you? You denounced the Catholicism, right? Yeah, I'm not Catholic. I was Anymore. baptized Catholic. Yeah, 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 yeah. of yeah. course. But I didn't. I didn't. My parents weren't as hardcore, you know. Like I did my first confession and first communion, and I, thank thank God. Uh, my, uh, <laughs> Don't thank God, if I may. <laughs> um, that thank they didn't Mary, make thank me. Mary, thank yeah, Mary. Thank, thank, thank the, Santa Maria. Thank the, the Santa sweet, Maria. yeah, sweet Virgin Mary. 
that they didn't make me do the confirmation because that would have sucked. That you have to do that for a couple years. Yeah. But I didn't have to go on a fucking mission trip. Fuck that. And I'm still my parents are still totally fine with me, even though they know I'm a non-believer. You know. My my relationship my, with my parents and family is definitely strained. Yeah. This Thanksgiving was kind of gnarly. We had to uh, bear with all their church shit. We yeah. had we had to all the little kids had to uh, mimic the nativity scene. Oh yeah, yeah. Dylan was uh, Dylan was the angel. She had a big star on her head. The crack babies were the uh, the three crack boys were the uh, were the wise men, and one of them was Joseph. My other cousin girl was uh, the baby. It was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, we uh, thankfully don't have too much. Uh family stress from that because I'm, I'm happy that my parents don't value their, you know, religion over family, you know, and that's, that's one of the, the dangers, one of the harms of, uh, of organized religion well, is that. I didn't talk to them for a few years when I left. Oh, for sure. I, I yeah. was over it. I got back and I lived with them for a semester when I was going to Orange Coast and then I was gone. I transferred to UH and I was over it and I really didn't contact them or anything. The first time I'm I let them know when, when Taylor was coming. That's when I talked to him again. No and, shit. Yeah. And they've sent the missionaries to this house over 100 times, trying try to just talk to us and get us to go to, go to church. It's ridiculous. Chris, Chris, awesome. Christian's almost filed a restraining order because they keep coming back. Once you're in their database and they have your address, the new missionaries, because it's a rotation, the new missionaries will keep coming because your name's in the database. Oh, we have oh. these people to visit. Oh, oh, we have these people to visit. Oh. So these new missionaries come up, and I've – not been nice a few times oh oh uh one time didn't they bring something oh yeah the 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 ladies that are in charge of the youth came over with a pie at 7 30 at night and wanted to talk to my 12 year old daughter uh, they didn't ask to talk to me they just asked for taylor with the pie uh, and i graciously accepted the pie <laughs> <laughs> and told them taylor was doing her homework and you know, they would have to talk, try to get in touch with her later so you take the pie and close the door? Yes. Yeah. I, 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 I was like, I took the pie and I walked to the hallway and Kristen just looks at me and shakes her head. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, Taylor's doing her homework and I'm not going to interrupt that for this. Thanks, though. And then I shut the door. That's fucking great. Yeah. Hey, well, tell those missionaries to bring me a fucking pie, too. I'll send them to your house. Yeah. All, it, all it takes is a phone call. You could even do it. And then give them your address, and I bet you $10,000 they will show up. Yeah. Because that's what they do. Well, Rex, thanks so much, man, uh, for joining me and for sharing your story, dude. It's fucking, I love it every time, man. <laughs> so just congrats, man, on getting to uh, now live in reality on reality's terms, dude. Good for you. Well, it feels good to uh, have drinking and done enough drugs to wash the brainwash out of me. <laughs> Honest. No joke. No. And Hallucinogenics <laughs> help when it comes to... Uh, it's taken a lot of drugs and alcohol to get me to where I am now. <laughs> Good work, buddy. Amen. High five. Good shit, Rex. Well, thanks so much, man. I really appreciate it. Rex, say goodbye to the people of the Intertron. Aloha, Intertron. Right on, you guys. That was that. Hope you dug it. Um, so now, I guess, just go and try and enjoy the rest of your freaking lives, you animals. I will talk at you later. See ya.
Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs>